And uh, I'm going to start off with an interesting story. Some of you might have heard it. Some of you maybe didn't. It dates back to the Great War, which at the time they called it the Great War. They didn't realize there was going to be a sequel and that eventually it would be called World War I. So on Christmas Eve of 1914, in the dank, muddy trenches on the western front of the, west of the First World War, a remarkable thing happened. It came to be called the Christmas Truce, and it remains one of the most storied and strangest moments of the Great War or of any war in history. British machine gunner Bruce Bairn's father, later a prominent cartoonist, wrote about it in his memoirs. Like most of his fellow infantrymen of the 1st Battalion of the Royal Warwickshire Regiment, he was spending the holiday eve shivering in the muck, trying to keep warm. He had spent a good part of the past few months fighting the Germans, and now... In a part of Belgium called, and I hope I don't butcher this word, Bois de Plogstert. He was crouched in a trench that stretched just three feet deep by three feet wide. His days and nights marked by an endless cycle of sleeplessness and fear, stale biscuits and cigarettes too wet to light. Here I was in this horrible clay cavity. Baron's father wrote, miles and miles from home, cold, wet through, and covered with mud. There didn't seem the slightest chance of leaving except in an ambulance. Singing breaks out in the trenches on Christmas Eve. About 10 p.m., Baron's father noticed a noise. I listened. He recalled, away across the field. Among the dark shadows beyond, I could hear the murmur of voices. He turned to a fellow soldier in his trench and said, Do you hear the boach? Boaches? I thought they called them blokes. Is it boaches? Germans? Name for Germans. Kicked up that racket over there? Yes, came the reply. They've been at that some time. The Germans were singing carols as it was Christmas Eve. In the darkness, some of the British soldiers began to sing back. Suddenly, Baron's father recalled, we heard a confused shouting from the other side. We all stopped to listen. The shout came again. The voice was from an enemy soldier, speaking in English with a strong German accent. He was saying, come over here. One of the British sergeants answered, you come halfway, I come halfway. British and German soldiers meet in the no-man's land. What happened next would, in the years to come, stun the world and make history. Enemy soldiers began to climb nervously out of their trenches and to meet in the barbed-wired-filled no-man's land that separated the armies. Normally, the British and Germans communicated, communicated across no-man's land with streaking bullets, with only occasional gentlemanly allowances to collect the dead unmolested. But now, there were handshakes and words of kindness. The soldiers traded songs, tobacco and wine, joining in a spontaneous holiday party in the cold night. Baron's father could not believe his eyes. Here they were, the actual practical soldiers of the German army. There was not an atom of hate on either side. And it wasn't confined to that one battlefield. 
Starting on Christmas Eve, small pockets of French, German, and Belgian and British troops held impromptu ceasefires across the Western Front, with reports of some on the Eastern Front as well. Some accounts suggest a few of these unofficial truces remained in effect for days. For those who participated, it was surely a welcome break from the hell they had been enduring. When the war had begun just six months earlier, most soldiers figured it would be over quickly and they'd be home with their families in time for the holidays. Not only would the war drag on for four more years, but it would prove to be the bloodiest conflict ever up to that time. The Industrial Revolution had made it possible to mass-produce new and devastating tools for killing. Among them, fleets of airplanes and guns that could fire hundreds of rounds per minute. And bad news on both sides had left soldiers with plummeting morale. There was the devastating Russian defeat at Tannenberg in August 1914 and the German losses in the Battle of the Marne a week later. By the time winter approached in 1914 and the chill set in, the Western Front stretched hundreds of miles. Countless soldiers were living in misery in the trenches on the fronts, while tens of thousands had already died. Then Christmas came. It's quite a story, huh? 